Welcome to our school's podcast. Here we're going to show you how teachers, parents, and pupils can share advice, tips, and know-how to bring the best out of all of us. Learning is a joint experience, and through our series of interviews, we can all learn more and achieve even greater things. Here is this week's host. Hello and welcome. It's another year and we are going to be starting our Superintendent Student Advisory Council podcast. So on April the 20th, 1999, two students attacked Columbine High School, killing 13 and wounding 21 more. Just this week, two were killed and seven were injured in a St. Louis high school when a former student opened fire. 23 years after Columbine, school safety remains at the top of everyone's minds. On today's first podcast, we will talk about school safety and what it means to our students. Let's introduce today's student advisory members and our special guest who will be speaking with us about this important topic. So please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Adara Kennison. Hi, I'm Kenzie Crawford. Hi, I'm SRO Tuscany. Okay, great. Thanks for joining us today. Shootings are just one of the many distressing events that children may face at school. They may also be threatened, bullied, physically assaulted, or deal with abuse outside of school. When you two walk around your school, do you feel that all the adults working there have student safety at the top of their minds? I feel like that's um, one of the things that are wondering inside their minds, but it's not really the top priority, I feel like, Um, because, you know, you know, I understand, like, the teachers go through, like, so much and, like, the staffs go through, like, so much to think about. But, you know, they kind of let um, student safety wander to the back of the mind. So um, I feel like mostly since teachers have a lot of students that they see throughout the days and um, just keeping up with their agenda, it kind of goes down the drain a little bit as the day gets goes on and everyone gets a little bit tired. Because a little bit tired and you probably, I mean, it's probably not on your minds when you walk into school. No, it's safety. No, no, no. You're, you're there to learn. Yeah. Um, this year we introduced something new um, to our safety plan and that was our SRO officer, Tuscany. Um, how, how do you feel about the school safety and, you know, when these kids walk in, what they're thinking about? I think having the, having me in the building is an extra layer of safety. Um, I think that obviously safety is my number one priority for everybody's students and staff. So I think that allows the teachers to focus on educating and doing what they need to do every day and allows the students to focus on going to their classes, doing their work, and not have to worry about any of those things. Right. Um, I think one thing that is, you know, we're different in this school community is that we have an armed response staff. Do you guys feel extra protected? because of that? Or is it something that's just never really thought about or talked about? Knowing that we have that extra protection from the staff makes me a little bit happier. Um, it makes me feel more safe not knowing knowing, knowing that um, the, that teachers are trained to handle situations. Um, do you guys feel that um, the safety policies, the armed response, the SRO officer help? feel the students feel safer, happier, more inspired? 
Um, I feel like it has because especially now because I know a lot of students um, were really scared to come to school because of everything that was happening even last year I know a lot of them were scared to come to school um, but now knowing this year that we have like so much more safety and now that we're actually getting told about it because I know a lot of students weren't really told about like us having like the arm safety and things like that you know I think it's really um, good that you know we're starting to know more about that and that students get to actually, you know, know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, most definitely. I think I think when you're younger, you don't think about some of this stuff. And um, I don't know, SRO officer Tuscany, would you gather that, you know, you've a lot of sort of opened your eyes that it could happen at the younger schools? Yeah. I mean, this can happen at any school and it doesn't even have to be, you know, a student. It could be a parent, it could be just a complete stranger. So there's that factor of the unknown. Um, so like I said, we have seven buildings and that actually eight, if you count preschool. So that's eight different locations that we have to worry about. And with that every day, we have to make sure everybody's following the proper safety protocols. So yeah, I, I do believe that an open line of communication between the school staff, the police and the students is very important so that everybody's on the same page and that way everything's communicated to the families as well. Right. And on that note, do you guys feel that there's a go-to person in your life or um, that you think the students look to if there were something to happen or you found out about something? Yeah. I mean, um, a couple times where I felt unsafe, I would probably talk to my teachers first and let them know and then try and talk to our principals. And um, before we got our officer, um, Tuscany, <laughs> I would um, definitely like make sure like the principals knew what was happening, gave them a need to know basis. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely a person that um, students can go to and things like that. I feel like personally, there's a person that I can always go to, to always tell them like, hey, like, I feel really uncomfortable with the situation or hey, I heard something that kind of is a little iffy in the hallway. And I just want to make sure that nothing bad really happens. You know, there's definitely that person there. So yeah. And you guys have you deal with social media. So, you know, that's not something that I grew up with. It was just more word of mouth. And, you know, Columbine was the first real um, school shooting that we ever saw. And it's hard to believe it was 23 years ago. And now you just add the mix of um, social media in. And I know um, our administrators are usually taking a look at what's going on. We often hear stuff. What do you think about social media when it comes to school safety? Social media can has is, has can be used in positive things and negative things. The positive things is you can obviously use it to connect with family members who you don't talk to or who's out of the state or country. And the negative things is literally there's cyberbullying. There's the posts about all these threat th- threats and shootings that happens. It's definitely a it's I feel like it's a really big problem especially with school threats and things like that because one kid could post something that didn't even mean to be harmful and you know it might end up in a different way and it could cause false you know panic and everything like that it's definitely a catch-22 because 
as a parent, I want my kids to have their phone at school in case something was to happen. So I could either see where they're at or communicate with them somehow. But at the same time, they're using, if you have somebody that's using it for nothing but to cast negative stuff on social media about school, about students or families or whatever. So like I said, it's a catch 22. And it's definitely, as we were talking earlier um, before this podcast started, about how phones are great for parents to know where their kids constantly are. But if there's a lockdown or um, we and we could possibly just be doing a surprise drill, but a student may take it as something more sinister Mm -hmm. and text their parents, then it gets out of control. Um, Yeah. uh, That's a huge reason why we tell you guys we're going to do a drill this week or this day or whatever, but we don't tell you the time because we want to make sure it's communicated to the parents so that doesn't happen. Yeah, and then um, the few weeks ago with the, you know, and I think a couple of school districts are still dealing with it across the country is the swatting issue. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to ex- briefly explain what swatting is and how it affects schools? Yeah, so there's a group of people that will call on a fake 911 call and they'll pick a school or a business or a location and say that um, there's an active shooter at this location and uh, they'll give a couple details and then they'll hang up. Um, they had one in the Miami Valley area, I believe at Belmont High School a couple weeks ago, which is obviously very close to our community. So once this happened, um, we also found out that it happened a couple schools in Cincinnati area and up north, I think in Springfield, and they're all within a couple hours of each other. So at that point, Myself and Mr. Wien and our staff came together when we came up with, you know, what we were going to do if this was, which we would treat it like a real incident until we could say it wasn't otherwise. Um, and we do that with everything. We have certain protocols in place. Um, but these are things that we worry about every single day that, like I said earlier, that's our number one priority so that you guys can learn and get your education, not have to worry about that. If you guys were to be bullied, would you know what to do? bullied or if you felt there was a threat, would you know what to do or more towards you, but then moving on to, do you think people in the school would know what to do? Um, yes. Uh, personally for me, I used to be bullied, so I would always have to deal with that, but I found a way to like get over that by telling my teachers they handled it, um, told my parents to, and they made sure that I was safe and that it didn't get out of hand. And I feel like a lot of people don't really know what to do when it comes to bullying because a lot of them get like scared. You know, they're like, I'm scared to tell somebody I'm scared to do something because what if something bad happens to me, you know? And I think that's something that we really need to work on is like trying to get kids to open up more about them getting bullied and things like that. Do you think that they would be more open to expressing what's happening to them to a fellow student that's like the link crew or like a leadership role? Or do you think they feel comfortable coming to a staff member? I feel like they'd be more comfortable um, coming to one of their, one of like link crew, coming to one of their mentors for good life, you know, Mm -hmm. just going to one of them and talking to them because, you know, they, even though they have been around staff, but, you know, there's always those kids that are like, what if they do this? What if they call that person? You know, it's like, I feel like they would be definitely more comfortable going to a peer and talking to them and then, you know, taking, you know, doing the steps that you have to do to make sure that person is safe. Do you have you guys now we've only been in school for like two months now. 
but have you guys noticed everybody's a change in attitude or if they're comfortable with the SRO in the school? I be I, honest. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> there are those there it's half and half. There are those kids that are really just like, um, I don't really feel comfortable, you know. There's a lot of kids that are like, I don't know if I feel comfortable with this person, you know. I don't know if I feel comfortable with Officer Biscani being here. And then there's the kids that are like, I feel so comfortable here, you know, like knowing yeah. that you're here with us and you're here to protect us, you know. Yeah. So that's the ones what, that don't feel comfortable, do they say like why they, why it makes them feel that way or certain things? You can the, be honest. Yeah, they yeah they are. I guess they're just not you. They're like not used to it. Yeah. Because they're, we. Since we are, our district is based on, is literally a military kind of schooling district. Mm -hmm. I guess that most kids are that are military families have done with a lot of police officers being in schools that is strictly military. Mm -hmm. And then there's kids who have like no, like no idea of what's going on. And it's like scared so some kids are they've been around law enforcement or they've been around officers or they've been around the military people so they're okay they're comfortable with it and there's other kids that the only time they're around law enforcement or officers is it's in the negative yeah it's when they're in trouble yeah so So i think this i think us having somebody in the schools is going to start changing everybody's attitude because i'll be the first one to tell you before we got this spot the only time that we would have interaction with you guys is if we got called for someone, you know, assaulted somebody, somebody had drugs, somebody stole something, something like something in a negative limelight. But now that we have someone here available to you guys, you guys can come to my office, talk, come get snacks. I see you guys in the hallway all the time. So I think that opens the door to maybe change somebody's attitude. Yeah. And, and hopefully you guys all feel comfortable within the next year. And I don't think it's necessarily a negative connotation um, with, you know, the police officer being here. They just may not know you or. Yeah. Um, and that's going to take time. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, especially with things that have happened in um, the public eye with police officers, they don't you know, understand that it could be a good thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is with police, it's hard because. There are is that there is that small group of bad apples that have done things in the past that have casted a negative light on police officers. So obviously every day myself and all the other Riverside officers come out here and try to show everybody that we're not like that. That's not how we police. We're very honest, we're very truthful, and we take everything very seriously. Um, so like I said, it's gonna take time, but I know eventually that everybody will change their attitude or change their minds or be comfortable with me in the schools. I personally think that um, that Riverside Police does an excellent job on communicating with the citizens of Riverside by, um, you know, a STEM night, like making sure y'all, you guys are here, like letting Riverside basically know what y'all do. Yeah, and that's the thing we've, I think, in the last, I'd say the last five to eight years with uh, Chief Robinson been here, we have been more involved with mm-hmm. community outreach and more involved with community initiatives and events and stuff like that. And we've definitely partnered up with the school district, I'd say, 
those years as well and become more uh, prevalent. And I think one thing I've noticed with being here as long as I have that um, when things have happened, sometimes students trust their teachers or the counselors more than they would going home and sharing it with their parents, or they may feel embarrassed to tell their friends um, anything that may be going on, whether it at home or something that has happened to them, they're being bullied, or the actual see something, do something, say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's what you are here for, to build the confidence and the trust. And that's going to take a while. But um, it's one thing that I've noticed in this school district, that the confidence and trust is there with our students for the counselors, when you say, and it's some of the teachers and staff members that you guys deal with. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I know because I deal with it um, having to do with our website and stuff. Do you think students know about um, that we have a tip line on the website or a tip line that you can call, 1-800 number? <laughs> I don't um, think they do because no. I think this is literally our first time <laughs> hearing about it too. Yeah. So it's I definitely think that we should make that more public out there and definitely start spreading it more no, I mean, I yeah. think you guys, I, I hear some snickers yeah. with some of our audience members. So it's one of those things that I don't think you guys know a lot no. about that, you know, every once in a while we'll get the tip lines that come in yeah. um, that, you know, there's a problem with bullying or something. But yeah, that's interesting to know that a lot of people do not know that we have a tip line. This is actually my first time hearing about <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that we actually have a tip line. It's anonymous. Yeah, it is completely anonymous. Uh, the, I'm glad you guys did your research <laughs> yes. before we started this podcast. Yeah. The, the superintendent, the principal, and now um, the SRO officer usually get yeah. those messages. We all get alerts. We all get alerts that something's going on. No, that's, it. that's that's it's quite interesting. I mean, I guess it's funny, but it's not funny because it's one of those tools that I feel like would enable a lot a lot of people to feel more Do you comfortable feel like your guys's age group don't know about it because it's on a website and not like on a social media or an app or an app yeah, really? yeah. totally so if it was like shared on our facebook page or the, i mean when i say our i mean the, uh, the school schools. district yeah yeah you're saying that maybe if we shared it that way Definitely. you guys would be Definitely. More prone De- to use yeah, it. Definitely, um, it doesn't also have to be uh, Facebook. It could be also like um, I don't know if we have an Instagram page, but we it do. Be on- <laughs> <laughs> You're learning something today. <laughs> it can be on the Instagram page because that's where most um, students are on a lot. Is Instagram yeah. now in these days? Do you think a lot of students would use it once they found out about it? Um, positive and negative way they they will actually they might actually say stuff, but the negative is they'll say the most stupidest things on there uh, yeah i mean more random yeah well and those are things that we got to filter out and, mm-hmm. yeah but you know if it comes in we have to look into it yeah so that's interesting though so yeah so i mean i think that that goes into the whole entire um aspect of are you guys able to see something say something and do something if you felt there was a threat i, I think that's a interest interesting question to ask kids because i would you sit back and be like, mm, I don't know. Um, I definitely would do something if I if there was something that was actually going to put me and other people that I care about in trouble. I would definitely say something. I agree. I do a lot of say some. If I see something, I say something. Yeah. What other concerns do you guys have about threats 
school school safety, school threats. I mean, we've we've talked about bullying and what are some of the other things that you guys feel that kids your age deal with when it comes to school safety? A lot of there's a lot of drama and fights that happens, and some of the fights are over small and little stupid things. Um, And some of the fights that happen at our school are um, very dangerous because I know earlier this um, month we had a fight on the staircase, which it can be very dangerous and someone can lose their life to that Mm -hmm. due to like a fall. Um, I think kids like... do you, is there something that you think that the school staff or something that I could do that would maybe prevent some of these incidents from happening or something that could be put in place? I mean, I think staff does a, peri- a very good job on staying out in the hallways mm-hmm. during like class exchange and the end of the school day. Yeah. So I would say like keep that up. Mm-hmm. And probably we can have a couple of staff like on stair on the staircase, on the staircase. especially because that's where it can be very dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a very great topic. A lot of a lot of thoughts, and I'm I'm sure Officer Tuscani can walk away from this uh, knowing a little bit more. Yes. Now we, hey, we have a tip line on our website in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> I will put that with this podcast. I will make sure that is part of it. Uh, But uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we will see you next time.